0: And One and all, welcome along We are in Season 3, Episode 46 of You Get Al's Cowboys TV uh, pod- and Podcast Tonight, joined by Mike and by Paul How are things going?
1: Ah, not too shabby, not too shabby Yeah, all good
2: The weather's calming down after the the great storm So, it's all calming down again
0: Which storm?
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> Yeah, we know Ireland was getting hammered by it.
0: See, I live on the East Coast, so I'm closer to you guys, and by the time it got to me, it was like a storm in a teacup. That's what it was like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but look at yeah. this, look at this, look at this. Wales, Ireland, Scotland, all three Celtic yeah. states involved.
0: Absolutely. We're, we're, we're absolutely flying, and it, it's it's great to see Paul joined us because he dropped right beforehand, and I'm going to I'm probably tempting fate now, and my internet connection is going to go out. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, hey, I'm used to talking to myself, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> it's when you start answering yourself back that's when I, you need to worry.
2: I do that too. Don't you worry?
0: <laughs> but we are going to talk at uh, linebackers tonight, as we said. Tuesday nights, we're going to go a little bit more into depth on on a selection of prospects in a couple of rounds, you know, maybe in the top three rounds where we might get them. But as always, you know, if you have any thoughts, let us know what they are. Ask questions, interact with us. Otherwise, as we say, we're always just three guys chatting amongst ourselves. And it's great to see DJ Dog joining us. And he's mentioned that it is Combine Week. so Yeah. Yeah, and um, it is a very deep linebacker group, DJ Dog. You are correct, sir. But be, be, before we before we jump into the linebackers, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's combine week. Everybody is in Indianapolis. Um, Stephen and Mike McCarthy have already been briefing the press, um, and it looks like we are going to be losing one of one of our key con- contributors, if not two.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, um, Lauren made a really. Good, I know we're kind of talking about the linebackers and comment, but mm-hmm. I think we should still kind of discuss about the whole NFL international series that's just been announced. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and Lauren made a really great comment due to the the, the rule set. What they're going to try and specify within the mm-hmm. rules is that. The only so mm-hmm. it should be always be an AFC versus the NFC team, in regards to when yeah. you're going over across. So, yeah, we know that Mexico is now very slim now because it's mm-hmm. Arizona. We mm-hmm. don't play them and we don't play them next year, no, no, or yeah. start this year. So, Dallas is out for the question. So, that leaves with Jacksonville, and the only two NFC teams that are traveling is the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. So, when you kind of line it up that way. And also from our mm-hmm. and our good friend Mikey Spagnola, which kinda dropped the bomb a little bit on our last show. It kinda it's starting to really make sense, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do, 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 do both of you have your holiday time saved up for a week in London next or later in the year?
2: Question is is have you? Because you got yeah. a bigger you got a bigger trip
1: to take. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah absolutely i do that's all right
1: then i I might actually might be doing three things i might be doing a game in dallas i might be going to the tampa bay game in munich just for absolute Mm -hmm. giggles because i would Mm -hmm. like to experience just experience that like in a different environment but also if Dallas does come to london that's most definite i'll be taking the whole week off for that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean we've we've got we got if dallas come to town yeah there's so
2: much we gotta get sorted and organized and planned it's uh yeah, it, 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 like, we're gonna even try and do some things that haven't been done yet. I think probably mm. biting off more than we can chew, but that is the UK Cowboys way.
0: Yeah, I think I think our all of our day jobs will be taking a back seat. I mean, are, like I, I was, one of you guys was saying you were watching back the draft show last week, or was it Jamie?
2: I watched a a, a small amount just to watch the Mickey Spagnuolo a bit because he was coming back. Yeah. Jamie did, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I had I had um, the second part on, and I've had the third part on today. Like, Jesus, thinking back to the amount of work we all did for that show. (laughs) And it's going to pale in comparison to if the Cowboys are over here later in the year.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, me and Paul on Thursday before – uh, Mickey was on. We were just like going mm. through some ideas, and like we're like just like everything was like, yeah, got to do that, got to do that, yeah, <laughs> we'll do that, no, nope, we'll do that. Oh, we'll speak to Derek Eagleton about that.
0: <laughs> so there is going to be plenty more to come for everybody if 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 that does come off, and positive mental attitude from everybody. Exactly. It's going and, to happen,
2: and we couldn't have timed it better as well that on Thursday's show, the draft show. We Ooh. have Mr. NFL UK Jeff Reinbold on the show.
1: Hey, so, there's Jeff a
2: guy to ask.
0: Yeah, that's well, that, that's that's going to be someone we would have to get a get a live sit down with.
2: Oh yeah, because um, and what's really fun is he always loves coming over and talking with her, like on the draft yeah. show. He was like telling the show that he was supposed to be on to wait because he was talking to us, and I found that
0: yeah. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm. it was i think i think i'm on, i'm only about 10 minutes later into um the the third part of the show that's that's where i haven't paused at the minute mm. but flipping back as we said stephen has mentioned that it looks like one or both of mm. tank and coop are going out the door mm. um, what are your thoughts on that gentlemen
1: it just it kind of now justifies us drafting certain pos- certain other positions which we never thought we were going to do mm. prior to like because we were talking about O line O line O line it might mm-hmm. well be wide receiver again it might be defensive end it could be anything now besides mm-hmm. running back and quarterback so um... and
0: safety <laughs> we don't draft safety.
1: <laughs> so he keeps saying, Brian. There will be one time. There will be one time.
2: Won't. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like the, the the thing is, is he was non-committal in his comment yeah. about Amari Cooper. And but the the, the thing you got to think about is that if you're not bringing Amari Cooper back, then suddenly wide receiver really is. Uh, like everything we've done, uh, like our prospect project shows and the draft shows, they've all gone out the window because it means wide receiver is the only o- oh. o- It's not the oh, only option, me. but wide receiver is now the biggest option. We're back here again, mm. <laughs> you know, just two drafts later, going, yeah. we need to take a wide receiver in the first round again.
1: And and this yeah. time around, I'm not going to be mad if we do draft a wide receiver, if that's the case. <laughs> like, yeah. no. Because... Like it's. Uh, it's Coop's been phenomenal for us, but if we do we kind of lose it, like let them go due to uh, the business decision because of the cap rule, then we need to somehow replace him, whether it's going to be a first round pick, second round pick. I mean, there mm-hmm. I mean, there is some really good guys in the later rounds that we could put that could potentially actually rise up to the case and might become a star receiver. We don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's the whole talk of Sky Moore which, uh, that she argued for Jita, did a quite a good segment on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the look of him in the later rounds, but we just don't know. Like, It's so... Everything's just went up in the air all of a sudden this week, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. But here's a crazy one, though, that I can throw even a bigger spanner in the works for you, is one of the players, one of the big-name players is absolutely falling down boards. It's Brian's guy that you spoke about, Tyler Linderbaum. That guy... (laughs) Is literally he's about to, the the way things are going. You you can watch on the demographics on a certain site um, by how scouts are viewing him and how he's been talked about, and you can watch the draft stock, and it's like a line graph, mm. kind of like um like a stock market. Yeah. And uh, at the moment, Linderbom he's he's falling into the late twenties now, so mm. there could very well be a chance that we could be without Amari Cooper. We've talked about offensive line, but at 24, when the Cowboys pick, and here's my question for you, no wide receiver, you've got a a, a, a small batch of these, if you like, one of the top three, because really it's the top three wide receivers, and then there's, mm. you're into the next, or top four, if, if you really want to be pedantic. Then yeah. you're into the next category of wide receivers, or the, ne- the next batch of. But the question is: is if you've got one of them top three wide receivers and Linderbom is sitting there at twenty four now, what do you do? Because you're in a he- you're in a, quite a a, a confuddle there about what to do. Yeah, and it is very well. Um, it could very well happen.
0: Yeah, um, I'm 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 also going to like throw into the fact that this show is it, it is about linebackers, and if yeah. the two linebackers are there. It makes it even worse because. We're very thin at linebacker. If Coop is gone, we have two wide receivers and potentially Linderbaum as well. You know, yeah. so it's 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 going to be interesting. So, DJ Dog's making the point there that Linderbaum is a great center, but he's scheme specific mm. for his own run scheme team it, will it is, value it higher. True. It is true. You know, yeah. And it kind of did feed back into some of some of what we were saying in last week's show on Tuesday when we were talking about the offensive guys, is this you know, Kellen is more moving towards a West Coast passing-style offense, so taking a, mm-hmm. a, a big run blocker is not going to suit the scheme they want to play. So it would make sense now that Lenderbaum is slipping past us and we're kind of going... Mm-hmm
2: good luck to him
1: you know yeah I mean, like like i said brian like even though there's the there's, there's wide receivers and stuff but see when it comes to the, like mm. the centers and guards i, I actually think there's actually quite a good couple of prospects in there that actually do a decent job um mm. uh, yeah so again i keep saying this the the draft is a lottery. you will find yeah. a five massive diamond in the rough you always will yeah. And it's going to be the least expected. I mean, no one like for take the Saints for example. Maybe we're going off a little bit of a tangent here, but take the Saints. For mm-hmm. some, no one expected Alvin Kamara to have the big, massive impact he did with the Saints. Yeah. But, yeah, I had him higher on my board. Uh, but I'm just saying. Yeah, man, just saying. But yeah. um, it's
0: it's it, it's true. I mean, I think offensive skill guys. It's it's that kind of from pick 60 to about pick 100 you can get great guys in there mm. and 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 as you say paul Kamara. i'm thinking of cooper cup i'm thinking Ooh. of deandre yeah, hopkins that's... cooper cup is
2: thinking... one definitely
0: and um deandre hopkins and who is the other guy mm. Ke- keenan allen they were in that 60 to 100 range of picks mm. and look at what they've done for their teams over over the years you know so You know, you don't have to take a first-round guy, but you 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 could get production from a second, a late second, and third-round guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if you guys have actually seen this yet, but I'm I'm I've I've just literally got my Twitter feed open, but I don't know if we've uh, you guys were going to cover it. But I find a bit like Mike McCarthy announcing that Prescott about yeah shoulder shoulder the shoulder
0: surgery. Yeah, 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 Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, and I know, very I know, interesting. And I think I don't know about you guys, but this is just this is this is what is annoying me the most: the fact that McAfee is getting asked about Sean Payton in a press conference. It's not very professional, is it? I didn't think it's, it's not it's very it's a professional so, way to go. I, I'm so I think it's so disrespectful, man. In a way as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah. like, have your you may have your pens about Mike McAfee, but he's still our head coach right now. And yeah. The, yeah. And oh yeah, yes.
0: And t- to be fair, McCarthy can be quite prickly when he wants to be. You know, I mean our our our, our great friend of the show, Jane Slater, has had manies the run in with Mike McCarthy in the two seasons, and you know, like if if you get in his bad books, it's it's not good for you
2: at all. <laughs> And he does have a tendency, Mike McCarthy, mm. to just say whatever he's thinking, yeah, even if it that's does. the wrong thing. Yeah, true. But
0: unless unless there's any more news, guys, or anything else that you want to discuss, we'll, we'll we're going to jump into these linebackers.
1: Yeah, just mm. to just to kind of finish up, I, I, I've, I've literally know when I was talking about the international series there. Uh, yeah. I just wanna, I just want to kind of mention this in case this person's actually watching this right now on Twitter, um, is he uh, doesn't think Dallas are going to London, the front are going to Mexico. I can't. can't. Ha- it can't happen because Arizona is the home team and it's the destination mm. of NFC versus mm. an AFC team. AFC team. Mm-hmm. So it can't be Dallas and Lake or uh, Lorne part of UK Cowboys said mm-hmm. uh, within our private chat saying the only two teams available for the NFC to go over to Jackson, uh, play Jackson in London is the Dallas Cowboys and the mm-hmm. New York Giants. So it's even one of those two teams.
0: Yeah, so there we go. So right, we are gonna jump into talking about our lineback, or the, the linebackers in this draft. As I you can think- see, Mike, Mike is quite excited about this. I know he has been extensively scouting (laughs) linebackers for the last several months.
2: Um, I think the the two big names that everyone knows and are
0: aware of and are potentially going to be available at pick 24 are Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean. Mm. And... I have a preference for one over the other.
2: Come on then. But
0: I, I have my preference is Nicobe Dean.
2: Okay, good. I'm happy with that
0: because Nicobe Dean is a three down linebacker. He is a guy who can drop into coverage. The similarities between him and Devin Lloyd are both of them can play in the box and mm. can run downhill, but Lloyd. Nicobe Dean is a better tackler. He's better able to play in coverage. And Lloyd is only developing that part of his game. So if it's a case at 24, that's your two options. I'm taking N'Kobe Dean every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the the issue you've got with Devon Lloyd, I mean, we'll start there and we'll work backwards. Um, like, obviously, mm. the, the issue you've got with Devon Lloyd is... Um, is the slow processing, and we've we've, yeah. we've had um, this guy, this athletic type guy, that has a slow processor before, and we let him go yeah. last season, um, albeit for other reasons. But we've had that mm-hmm. play before. The big issue with Dean's development as a player yeah. is more down to what well, happened not last season, the season before, uh, with the Pac-12 because of COVID, and because of that, mm-hmm. they shut the Pac-12 decided to shut it down. Um, yeah. which is fair enough. But what that means is it's a stunted uh, year of development for him because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays a role in his development. Now, in terms of Nakobe Dean, you give me a Georgia mm. player, <laughs> you can't go wrong if you pick any defensive linemen or linebackers over yeah. uh, in Georgia. I mean, those guys were just bossing it. That yeah. also can kind of be an issue with Nakobe Dean is that mm. I know where his ceiling is. It, yeah, like we we know how high he can play at. We know where it is, but I just don't know where his floor is. That's the problem because mm. because he played in that Georgia defense with great defensive linemen, all those great linebackers as well. Yeah, it, it, it was a, like we was talking about it before in the season that 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 front seven was just ginormous. It was a crazy. But what Mm. that means is you don't get a true representation of where their limitations are, because they've never had to go there.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's true. Just a comment that's come in from from DJ Dog, and it is a name that we haven't included for tonight in in who we're going to talk about, but Mm. it is, I know Mike will have have something on this guy. Brandon Smith is an interesting prospect from Penn State. The size and his mm. speed ratio are elite, and they have they absolutely are. It's he was a guy who played with Micah, I believe, in it was yeah. what 2019. No. Yeah, and yeah. one of the best duos in in the Big Ten at that time, on both yeah. sideline to sideline, and had the ability to go downhill.
2: Yeah. As a cover guy, brilliant yeah. for his size as well. The issue I mm. have with Brandon Smith, why I've got him lower is he, mm. he did have a major leg injury uh yeah. in 2020 and that, that is something that needs to be looked at luckily the Combine's year so we'll get to see it but um yeah. as a, a nickel linebacker right, uh, you know with with room to develop into something more and you can't go wrong with a Penn State linebacker yeah. um yeah, I mean, that's definitely a guy because we'll have to come, we'll have to circle back to the linebackers, I think, because there's so many of them. And, yeah. You know, these yeah. guys all play at such such a, there's a lot of linebackers that are playing at fast paces. So, yeah, um, there's a lot that we need to take out of it. So, I definitely think because there's like other guys on there uh, I want to look at is Beavers, Clark, Leo Chanel, all of mm. those guys. Yeah. Circle back to them and we can look at them because they're guys I definitely think we need to talk about.
0: And another another guy here that DJ Dog brought up was Quay Walker, another one of those yeah. Georgia linebackers. Another you know,
2: he's,
0: he's he's a huge prospect. And as you say, Mike, it is those guys from Georgia, like
2: yeah.
0: Walker, Dean. I, there's another two or three I know that are there. And then a, and then you have Jordan Davis, Wyatt as well, you know. But like that yeah. was
2: Shannon the other Georgia linebacker.
0: Yes. Yes, that's the and name, and he's a
2: bit of an unsung hero in that defense. It's not really talking yeah. about much. Yeah,
1: I, mean, I would not, I would not be too mad if he even draft one of the guys from Georgia. I would not be mad mm. at all.
2: Yeah, Nakobe Dean. If if you take him in the first round, so I mean, like, okay, let, let's let's strike it up with Nakobe Dean, and I made some notes on it. Yeah. And the first one, the 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 most obvious thing when if you just go to YouTube. And you type in a Georgia game for this season and you go to find the Kobe Dean, you'll find him right away because he's the mm. smallest guy on the defense. And that's the trouble. You'll spot him uh, just instantly. Um, he's like uh, he's barely six foot tall. He's barely 220 pounds. He's a sleek guy and he's that type of linebacker where... You, you, you aren't going to want to put him into the weight room because if you put him into that weight room and you try and bulk him up, he loses everything that becomes special about him. Yeah. yeah. So that's the problem that you have because he is a believe it or not that size. He can rush the passer, which is mm. crazy. But the yeah. reason that he can do it is because he's small. He can get skinny to the hole, and when he gets skinny, yeah. he can get through. And you'll see him break through, and he'll corner the edge too. Um, but. More than anything, he is this pure off ball linebacker. That is mm-hmm. what you're getting with him. And um, you could, you, you know, we have that with Jabril Cox already, which is the problem. Yeah. I like N'Kobe Dean. The problem is we already have it. The problem that you've also got is mm-hmm. Nakobe Dean, I would say, is a yeah. better player than Jabril Cox. I know that's blasphemous to say. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it. it He's got this bit of a Sean Lee mentality. And a lot of these linebackers we're talking about do. You know, the, the FBI linebacker. There's a blast from the past. FBI linebacker. So they're able to diagnose the play on the field and be almost like a coach on the field. And the Kobe Dean yeah. is the guy that does that. Um, but the issue is, with every time, when if you're drafting, you've got to understand that Um, although he can diagnose the play, he's fast, he's quick, he's nimble. Like I mean, like like put it this way, be Dean, one of the best plays I mm. saw in college last year was Nakobe Dean's. And he was actually yeah. playing really pretty much as a cornerback. Mm. The running back gets the ball and he's flowing the opposite direction from Nakobe Dean. And yeah. N'Kobe Dean is that quick to diagnose the play and get across, he actually comes behind the line of scrimmage on the play and takes the run, running back down for a tackle for the loss. Mm-hmm. That's how crazy of a play. And I and you watch it and you're thinking, how in the hell did that just happen? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's absolutely crazy to watch. But mm-hmm. the issue that you've got is he cannot overcome his size. You can't make him taller and you can't make him bigger. And yeah. depending... and, and what what is good is he does fit the Dan Quinn scheme. Dan's, Dan Dan Quinn schemes with linebackers. It's about speed. It's a, and we said yeah. this last year when he he came in that it's about the fast linebackers. He wants guys quick. Those guys need to be quick behind the line. That's how he likes yeah. them, and he fits that. Um, yeah, I mean like if I try and get, there is a note on him that he came off a shoulder injury as well. So that's mm. something that needs to be looked at. I'm sure we'll get information about that um, yeah. during the combine. Um, yeah. But he, he he just, the, the, the other issue you got is if he gets blocked because he just doesn't have the strength to blow off full backs, yeah, shed blocks. Yeah. He won't even take on blocks because he just can't do it. It's just not part yeah. of his game. Um, and as I say, you know, the the, prep, the power run game against him, you'll watch him just – he he's going backwards. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the issues. That's your limitations with Dean. But apart yeah. from that, diagnosing the play, attacking the edge, no anticipation, no hesitation. Mm-hmm. Although, like, we're saying that he will get sealed in on blocks, he will yeah. still – If he needs to, he will still get his nose in it and punch a guy in the mouth, which is what Mm. we want. Like, although it's not great, but in terms of what that will do for the rest of your linebacker core and the defensive line, sometimes that's helpful. You know, just to take on a guy is sometimes enough to free up the rest of what everybody else is trying to do. Yeah. Um, But you're just not going to get much more than that and his straight line speed as well is a big one and his play speed because like a lot of people will talk about this week with the combine they'll talk about the testing and everything else that's all well and good but when you put the pants mm. and the helmet on how fast you play now and that's what's more important and the kobe dean has that speed play see, oh, that's, that yeah. play
1: speed. see i don't know about you guys this is the one thing i do not like about the combine say, so, yeah you can run a 440 or whatever not but mm. What difference does it make when you don't have a helmet and lid on you know what i mean <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah. It doesn't, it's not yeah.
1: a true it's not a true representation of how you play the game uh, yeah even even for the wide receiver skills excuse me quarterback skills you can throw a ball in a problem without shoulder pads mm. restricting you yeah for sure yeah. like it kind of goes down to all the all the positions like
2: mm.
1: so it, I, I, yeah Here's my other trouble as well, and
2: I, although I said this last year about Micah Parsons, and look how wrong I was about that, but yeah, the, the biggest issue I have with N'Kobi Dean is, and he, he truly, truly is, right, you've got to understand, he really is an off-ball linebacker, right, and I know yeah. I said that about Micah Parsons last year, and do I want to take that there? I was wrong about that, but... Mm. Nikoby Dean really—I mean, just go and watch it—and you'll, you'll, you will agree with me. He is a pure off-ball linebacker. Yeah. Do I really want to take a pure off-ball linebacker with my first-round pick? That, to me, is mm. very, very rich. Yeah,
0: Um, like it—it's—it's—it's it's hard to fathom doing that, as you say, like. Micah Parsons is not an he as you say, he's more of an off ball linebacker. And as we saw during the season, he played off the edge as well at times. So do we really want to take a second off ball linebacker in the first round for the second season? You know, is is that going to be what we need? Because I know I can see there that DJ Dog said it, and we are going to talk about one of these guys. Is yeah. Do we not need a middle linebacker? He's mentioned Leo Chanel. I know Mike, you had a graphic up about Leo earlier in the week and then Christian yeah. Harris. And Christian Harris, we are going to talk about it in a couple of minutes' time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so, Paul, yeah. do you think it's 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 too much to take, as Mike is saying, a second off-ball linebacker in the first round for two years?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would rather have mm-hmm. someone who is more down, down in the middle yeah no. someone um, someone, someone, I, someone that can actually blitz more down the down the middle and yeah. also i can actually play that coverage as well like yeah I, and let passes do what he does on off the ball as well so yeah i mean
0: um if if you then play it out does that not then play into devon lloyd's strengths because yes. he he is more of that middle linebacker, downhill tackler. Yeah. But he doesn't have the coverage skills yet. He has he they have been developing in yeah, the last yes, season exactly. or so. Yeah. But is it gonna be there for him at the NFL level or is it gonna be exposed?
1: I think Lloyd will be one of those ones it would be worth the risk, I think personally.
2: Mm-hmm. It, if that,
1: if it, all the if all the linebackers, I think that if that was the guy that we were worth to draft in the first round, yeah. Sorry, Arne, I've gotten past it. It would have been Devin Lloyd, I think. Yeah, mm. the, but, I, I mean,
2: like, go on, go on Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, go on, carry yeah,
1: But in terms of like going into the second round, like we can we kind of briefly spoke about Leo Chanel and uh, Muma and all that. Like, those, I'm pretty mm. sure those, those guys would definitely fit the bill as well. But if you're talking about in yeah. the first round, yeah, like. Loyzgod ha- has some good talent, man, and he can really make a big stump in the middle of the field for sure. But mm-hmm. like you said, there, Brian, like I don't know, I haven't watched that much of him in terms of the coverage, but I've always, I've just watched him how he attacks the the offensive yeah. line, and that's something that we would love to have in the middle of the field rather than coming from the edge. Like it just kind of yeah. helps, it helps our in interior defensive tackles as well. Like, Christian, mm. when you think about it, if, if you've got a hard nose linebacker coming down and Mm. and that's what you're thinking about where does that leave our defensive attackers it kind of leaves opportunities for them to kind of break away
0: yeah
1: like Mm. head through the gaps so there's that
2: yeah go on mike i I was just gonna say but devon lloyd the the first thing you gotta know with devon lloyd and i only found this out uh last week is Uh, because there was something in the back of my mind where I heard it during the season, and it's Devon Lloyd. He is, in fact, an ex-wide receiver. So in terms of we know what that's like with what Mm -hmm. we've got as a cornerback here, if you've played wide receiver in terms of defending the pass. And with Devon Lloyd, he is exactly about – he is almost prototypical in what the future – in the NFL with linebackers are going to look like It's mm-hmm. going to look like this It's going to look like Devin Lloyd that The body type He can play um, all three linebacker spots Playing all mm-hmm. three um, Parts of the game So in run defence, pass defence blitzing, He's got all of that He can do it off the edge and from the inside Yeah. And what you see is it's a good use of hands um, mm-hmm. he, he gets them Where he needs to be In blocking and in tackling like I say, the issue you have is he is a slow processor. It yes. takes him time because you can see it. As I say, because of what happened during the COVID year um, in the Pac-12, where they, they they shut the conference down because of it, um, obviously there's a year of less development with him. He is still developing, though, and you've seen it this yeah. year. And you could see it progressively through each quarter of the season. As it was going through, you could see he was starting to build things up there. And yeah. like I say, he is part of that new wave of um, players. And like some of the other things, because I, I was trying to find yeah. some of the bits and pieces out. Here's a crazy one. is against Stam- Stanford. Ten tackles for a loss on mm-hmm. 40 snaps. Yeah. I mean, one mean like, like four. That, yeah. He, it's not that bad. And he can blitz. He can blitz as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, I just go through a few of the other things that he was the Pac-12 defensive player of the year. He mm. goes to the senior bowl, does everything that he needs to do there. And then just like you go through it and everything works. The only problem I have with Lloyd is, is it's his tackling style. It, it, it's coachable. And I think this yeah. is more of another thing, this development, that he's this sort of um, – he 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 likes to dive on the guy and drag him down, yeah. Which obviously leads to issues that he will come. He will rub off certain players if they're big enough, and you'll yeah. see that he has a lot of missed tackles. His missed tackle rate yeah. is, is like it quite high in terms of oh, um what yeah what goes on. And I just said now that he only he, you know the forty snaps with Stanford. That's very very typical of a Devon Lloyd game because he wears down. Very, very quickly. Now, you watch him from the first to the third quarter, and they're almost two completely different players that he wears down quick so that Mm. you see either these low effort reps coming in towards the end of the game or he's got to come off.
0: Yeah. And it does, it ties into the fact that the point that's being made by a lot of people is he's not a true three down linebacker. And Mm. given our
2: I can lack see Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Is mm-hmm. that something we can risk taking? Is that we don't have a a, a first round pick who can be on the field for all three downs?
2: I I can see where they're going, uh, and like because <clears throat> I think a lot of it is again due to that that effort part, and I think it's just that he's just he's so aggressive with, <clears throat> in, in every snap that that wears him down quick. Uh, yeah, and that's what happens, and. Although like we're saying that he is a good athlete because he is a good, he is a good athlete, but yeah. with him, if you go across and you'll probably see it this week, nothing will stand out to you. nothing will pop and be like, whoa, with, with uh, yeah. everything you're looking at, you go, know, yeah. Oh, okay. And then you'll do that and you'll go, all right. Yeah. yeah okay. But there's nothing where you go. Ooh, yeah you know like like you don't look at it like yeah that's a first round linebacker that is exactly what they you'd expect you just look at it and go all right okay and it 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 is it, not going to be it's not an issue because the testing isn't everything like Paul was mm-hmm. saying yeah it's what you what you see on the tape is what you want to be aiming for but it's just like it, it it's a, a more of an indicator of um what's below the surface you know um yeah. There aren't that many holes in his game, and that's that's a big thing. Uh, and he is an all-round linebacker, as we said. The biggest mm. issue for me is his tackling. That that is yeah. going to be the sticking point. i you know, that
0: like that 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 was one thing I had noted <laughs> down from what from when I viewed him. Mm. And like, I, I I hate making the comparison at times because it they're two different sports. But for us here in the UK and Ireland. Rugby, league, rugby union is one of our biggest sports. And we're so used to guys knocking guys backwards and absolutely driving them backwards. You know, when we see a guy who's kind of slipping off a tackle, you're mm-hmm. going, you know, tackle technique is not good. And it's something you either have or you don't have. You're not going to learn at 22 how to tackle. You mm-hmm. have to have it or you don't have it and that's that's the concern for me is that you know as we said about Nicole dean he can get blocked up he can't shed blocks and for devon lloyd for me it's his technique is not good enough and it's not going to translate enough at the nfl level
2: mm. yeah yeah no i i and um you know the thing is is it's all about risk averse um mm. with the f- round one and round two really yeah. uh, and there aren't that many risks with like a lot of it, it is it and like use the crazy part is we talk about it, his athlete is pure athleticism that's mm. something you can build in the gym um yeah. you talk about the processing speed um that's something that you can build in you know watching tape with nfl mm. coaches what yeah. happens when those two converge when those two points meet which is which will happen, and that will yeah. be his ceiling, and that will happen while he's in the NFL. And once those two points converge, and you say you're going to have a very special linebacker, and that's the that, mm. that's the thing with Lloyd like, is you're more uh, of how you're projecting him to become, um, yeah, because there's a lot of tools and traits and everything is lining up nicely with him um, to get there. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, Paul, if I, if, I, if I flip it to you, and I think, I think from what we're kind of saying is Dean has the higher floor, mm. Lloyd potentially has the higher ceiling, you know, so <laughs> if, if, if we're putting you into, into, into Jerry Jones's yacht, we're giving you all the trappings, and you have to pick one of those two guys, what, what way would you lean?
1: definitely not in the outside that's for sure mm-hmm. so um I'm sorry my my just kind of went blank there the so, <laughs> uh, Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd uh I'm just trying to remember Devin Lloyd is the one is more central mm-hmm. yeah yeah it'll be Devin Lloyd
0: okay. yeah just despite him being only potentially a two-down player
1: yeah pretty much yeah okay All right.
2: okay okay I mean, this is, there's
1: enough. no wrong answer. there is
2: no nope. wrong answer it, it, nope. I'm like i, I nope. just I, I like i like both i just think it, in the, the Dan quinn system the kobe dean would fit better but yeah the issue well, we got well, is well, he's well, the off-ball linebacker well,
1: if, if you were to turn around and said to me if Dean is that flex- it can be flexible and play the middle then i would be more pers- swaying over to dean then mm. if that's the case yeah but, mm-hmm. I need to know more about them. Like I'm only kind yeah. of doing a based on very limited footage of what I've seen all of them so far. So, yeah. Um, yeah. this is where I really need to get up to scratch with all the potential yeah. prospects yeah. going but, into but, the both, draft.
2: But both yeah. linebackers are starting linebackers in the yeah. NFL. In- Absolutely, Absolutely.
1: They yeah. Both
2: yeah. Are. So that's
0: why they there's are, the wrong
2: um, answer to it. <laughs>
0: and they're they're day one starters, and that's yeah. like that is what this team is going to need. At linebacker is a day one starter, but yeah. if we if we look a little bit further down the line and like DJ Dog, thank you as always. We can see your comments flying in, and you know you you're you're kind of giving us beautiful segues into different linebackers that we do want to <laughs> talk about.
1: I know it's like getting you on the show, DJ Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. two,
0: two, two guys that are potentially going to be available to us in the second round our christian christian harris who is your badass mike middle linebacker he is mm. downhill he is a trucker he will absolutely knock you on your ass <laughs> and then there is a guy who is flying up draft boards and um, before we jumped on the air i was saying this to mike that this guy seems to me to be this year's late Van der Esch, in that he's going to fly up the boards. His testing this week is going to be off the charts, and he's going to keep going. This is a guy who could potentially end up in the first round. That's Chad Muma out of Wyoming. Yeah, you know, which one
1: do you want to go
2: for? Fair? Let's. I'll be, on, let's I'll, talk-
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Every time I've done a mock draft, Chad Muma is always the one that pops up in my second round. You always go <laughs> You will not yeah,
0: let's let's talk about movement because Mike, okay. I know we, we we talked about this over the weekend. Is that yeah. you don't think Christian Harris is a fit for Dan Quinn's scheme or the Cowboys? So look, let's talk about that movement because okay. he might be a first round pick.
2: He, 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 the way so we was talking about you know draft stock a, a moment ago. Yeah. With, uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, how he's, Muma is flying up. And there are a number of reasons for that. A lot of it is, um, so uh, let, let's start from the top, is mm. what the problems were with Chad Moomer. And the, the first one that people talk about is he plays in the Mountain West, right? So that yeah. was the first problem. So people are talking about, as you know, um, in the, uh, over in the Mount, you are, there's not great offensive linemen quarterbacks yeah. will hold on to the ball too long waiting for things to develop it's a lot of play action a lot of trying to create these mismatches which meant that Chad Moomer could just eat you know he's he, he, it, it, the style of the way he plays and they go oh yeah and he leads all of college last season FBS college the whole lot in leads the country in tackles
1: so uh, here's my so here's my question to you, mate. Why is he regarded as a second run prospect if that's the because, case? Because because of this, that he does everything
2: that he did for an entire season, L- topping the charts on, on literally, mm-hmm. especially in run defense. In, absolutely insane. So then they go, Okay, what we'll do then is competition levels questionable. Let's see what you like in a senior bowl and he just blows it out the water. He's now up yeah. against the top prospects of the country, and he's maybe the best player at the Senior Bowl. He just does not skip. He didn't skip a beat playing Ooh. against the top. So then all of a sudden it goes, oh, okay, you were a man amongst boys. Once we put you against men, you were the top dog.
1: Kind of sounds like the whole scenario. What was the the guards the, the, the that got drafted by the Buccaneers, um, Alex Chapa? Yeah,
2: capper, yeah. Yeah, absolutely,
1: they absolutely decimated smaller teams. Now, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then it's in the senior bowl, we really stood out and he ended up getting drafted as a third round or something like that. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's that same similar scenario I yeah. remember right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, and he literally is he gets all the accolades, all the awards, um, over there. And he, he, what it is is. We I, You know, we was talking about smart player, FBI mm. linebacker. This yeah. is Moomer. This is Moomer. Yeah. There's no wasted effort on the field. You, If you just mm. go and watch it. And you know, one of the comments I always make about linebackers, go slow before you know, is the big mm. one with linebackers. Yeah. It's a big one that you see. So it's about shuffling your feet, staying square to the line. Once you get your key and your read, go make that play. And Chad Moomer does that to a tee perfectly he is you know we talked about the sean lee this is exactly this guy because he has a natural instinct and we're speaking about the mountain west about um you know a lot of play fakes a lot of play action he never bites on them he goes well that's what you're trying to sell to me i'm not buying and where all the other players on the defense are all biting and flowing you're watching Muma just going straight out, at attacking the guy going straight in. Mm. And he's um he is a very powerful hitter, wraps up the tackler, yeah. Very little in terms of, of missed tackles, um, it, you know, the complete opposite, if you like, in terms of Devin Lloyd, the, the tackle mm. technique, everything technique wise is great. and yeah, the issue that you you have with Muma that a lot of people will talk about is that he's not a great athlete because he's not and yeah. He doesn't have natural physical gifts. What he does is everything is natural and it's all technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 is what he's done, is everything's pure technique. And, and as I say, you watch, and like basically every step that he takes has a purpose. Every movement, every time he moves, and you watch it, it's done for a reason. And against run defense, this guy, you never need to take him off is a big thing. He's there for all three downs because he will do it. He's got a, a natural instinct for getting to the quarterback, a natural instinct to finding running backs because you you'll watch him work from the trash. Um when you know or both lines are at the mesh point and yet you're seeing Muma somehow whether he's coming around the edge or whether he he's shedding or or he's um coming off a block to make a tackle to the running back and you're watching it thinking well, how on earth? And it's just because he, he's just able to do it. He's explosive, and mm-hmm. he will just do it from the snap. He, he, it, it is a very, very natural talent. And the big one I like as well that he does is that um, from the moment the whistle goes, to the moment the whistle stops, he's continuing to hustle on every mm-hmm. play. He never yeah. stops. That motor is always going. Yeah.
0: The one, the one knock on him, as you said, Mike. Look, he's a tackling machine, and he yeah. will, he will, he will hit the line. The one knock on him is that in coverage and in space, he has missed tackles, and he does miss tackles.
2: Yeah, you no, know, he's not, he's, that... he's not a quick twitch athlete. Yeah, you know? and he doesn't have the agility.
0: Yeah, and it also seems to be a case of again, he's he's an off ball linebacker. So again, are are we kind of going? Is that a bit too high to be taking him in the second round, or do we actually? And as we look, we have said this is potentially He's a first round pick. Is that again? It's it's an off ball linebacker, and you're go, kind of going. What we need really is a Mike, and that's that's where he'd need to play.
2: Um, I wouldn't really call him a, a, an off-ball linebacker, though. Mm. I would say he's an all-three linebacker. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's an, he will be able to play all three positions. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest problem for him are mm. faster players, if you like. So faster, yeah. especially, like, um, the F-type tight ends that, that yeah. have that speed and agility to break away. They will break away from him. Um, yeah. and, and when you because when you look at him, his his size is deceptive. That you look mm-hmm. at him and you think surely a guy of his size. When you're watching him on tape, you go a guy of his size should be able to change direction and yeah. move faster more. But he, he's actually like and I when I first saw it, I was a bit shocked that he's nearly six foot four and 245 two hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah. And when you watch it, you think. Nah, he's not that big. And then you see it and you go, right, well, okay, then <laughs> you know, and that that kind of then takes some of your issues away. It, it will be interesting to see what his testing is like. Yeah. Um you know he, he can get taken down very easily in some mm-hmm. situations in blocks, um, because of like a, a bit of a physicality sort of thing. But I think that's mainly down to the mountain west. And yeah. you know the the sort of colleges you're you're playing at there. You know the the weight rooms yeah. aren't going to be as good as the power fives, um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot there to like. Yeah.
0: Um, that is true. Paul, is that the sound of a player that we could interest you in?
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> true. <straight>. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like I, I am. I'm at that stage now. I'm re- I'm just really want to fill the voids of players that we're mm. missing out. Like like yeah. I said like, like I, I f- like I said before we even went live. I said I feel as so though right now my my knowledge of these guys are very little right now, but I I will get more up to speed of going up, yeah growing up a, as the draft it comes through and through the combine yeah. and that as well. But um yeah I mean. I definitely, if I, if I one thing I will say from a general point of view, we will draft a linebacker at some point in this draft. Yeah. That's a, that a fact. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I, I still think the the linebacker that Mike is most excited about is still to come because he's been talking about this guy for a couple of months. I'm on the train with Mike as well, but Mike, Christian Harris, you've
2: said you don't think he's a fit for us. So... I'm going to throw the floor over to you on this
0: one and make the case for not drafting him.
2: Uh, Yeah, basically, here we go then. Um, Go watch his game, and you will see he is exactly Jalen Smith, a guy we got rid of. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It is exactly him. And I'm not saying Jalen Smith is a bad player. And Jalen Smith in college? Insane. Watch him in Notre Dame. Like the guy was he was the perfect linebacker, everything yeah. about it But the trouble is, is and this is what I'm saying, why it's not a fit, is that we were willing to pay a lot of dead cap to Jalen Smith for when we got yeah. rid of him. And that is what yeah. we get with Christian Harris. Exactly that. The 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 pre-injury, Jalen Smith, if you like. Um But he's probably not as good I would say now he's. Christian Harris is not as good of a prospect As Jalen Smith was coming out of college Jalen Smith coming out of college Was a top five prospect You know, pre-injury Gets the injury He's a second round guy Christian Harris is not as good as Jalen Smith But when you watch him, that's what he is And as soon as you say that and you go, I don't think he's a good fit for Dallas because of that, you can go, mm, okay, watch the tape. And you will go, yeah, that's Jalen Smith.
0: Yeah. I I, I I pretty much agree with you on that. And, I mean, it's it's rare that we agree so much on, <laughs> on prospects. Generally, Mike and I are quite like cats and dogs in our, in our group chat about different prospects. <laughs> and we're probing each other. And, and one of us is getting wound up. But, again, I, I, I do agree. But, look, if, if if we make the case for drafting drafting Christian Harris, like, yeah. he's, he's a will linebacker who can mm-hmm. match up with tight ends, who can match up with running backs coming out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, he does have some redeeming traits. We're not saying he's he's trashing anyway. He's a very no, good
2: linebacker. We, but yeah.
0: it's, as Mike said, has made the case, it's a guy... That we've had, we're paying dead captive for 2022.
2: So yeah. why would you draft him again? Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Is just I just think mm. it's a bad, and that's why I said to you. I, I'm not saying Christian Dallas is bad. I just think it's a bad fit for Dallas because yeah. It, I, and if they do draft him, I'm not going to be sad about it. No, um, no, because he is a good player. I just worry about the fit and also that the type of linebacker he is. You will have similar type guys to christian harris in a lot of ways and style of play and fit and mold that you can get later on in the draft
0: yeah and look if we do flip it over to the guy as i say this is the guy i think that we're both most excited about this is a guy who is potentially going to slip to a third round grade i don't know why but George O'Dolman, linebacker <laughs> out of Nebraska,
1: out of the Big I really Ten. Love. I really like him. <sighs> I knew you were going to see please. that. I knew you yeah. were see that guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he is like one of my favorite. Like oh. we talk about Pet Cards, he's Pet cats. Uh, but yeah. I just wanted to say though, a very quick one. Um, going back to Christian Harris. The one thing I mm. was gonna say is there there is a plus and a minus in terms of, of other things with him. Is one, he's an Alabama linebacker. You can't go yeah. Wrong there, he's playing at the Very top, the only thing yeah. I will Say is when you look at his Natural instincts mm-hmm. um, That he plays with and the amount Of snaps that he's taken at Alabama I would have expected by now And this is why I'm saying he's very Jalen Smith-esque, yeah. is that I would Have expected his Development for instincts And natural feel uh, Of playing to be further Along and it's not. Mm. So I just wonder yeah. if that is limitation to understanding defense. Because, you know, Jen Smith, he's moving around. He's running around a lot in the backfield. There's a lot of, of movement back there. And he's guessing where he's supposed to be rather than reading keys. That's Christian Harris. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to make yeah. that note.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But look, talk about Jojo Dorman.
2: Jojo yes. Uh, I mean, no, nah, yeah. I mean, do you want to go first or shall I?
0: No, I'll 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 give you the honor because <laughs> if if I start talking about JoJo Doman, I'm I'm going to drool because he's <laughs> he is he is such a sure thing. I if, I'll be honest and say this: if he's there in the second round and we haven't drafted a linebacker in the first, I would have no problem pulling the trigger on this guy because he can <laughs> he can do it all. He did it all in the Big Ten West, which is a yeah. very tough, very physical division. It, he's a modern type of linebacker. He can play yeah. coverage. He, is that. He, can, he can also take tight ends. He can take line our running backs out of the backfield as well. He's vocal. He can read the play. He takes his keys well. This is a mm-hmm. guy who, for me, has the
2: potential To be a Sean Lee. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, look, put it this way. This is where he played in 2021. He played as Mm -hmm. the Mike, the Will, the Sam, the Nickel, uh, safety, slot, and as a wide corner for three snaps. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's versatility right there. And I mean, when when he was drafted from high school, he's drafted as a safety. So he's Mm -hmm. a guy that has come in and then developed on... From that, Um, his completion percentage that he allows is like down to the floor. He's got like a a a sixty quarterback passer rating against him, which is phenomenal as well. Um, Has interceptions. Um, He is the one thing I will say that the issues with him is he is a super senior, so he's gonna be like coming up to twenty. I think he'd be twenty five when he comes into the league, getting into twenty six once the season gets on. Because of obviously the rules on eligibility and being able to have the extra mm-hmm. year. And one of the issues was, is that he also redshirted due to injuries. So he does yes. have a bit of a laundry list of history. Um, mm. So in 2017, he was out. I think that was, was it a leg or a knee? It was the lower yeah. body. 2018, he's out. With a shoulder 2021, he's out with a hand, so he mm. does have a history uh, of um injuries, which is a knock against him, yeah. And again, going back to what we were saying, although I love Joe Dung- Dungman, I don't think it'll be a guy the Cowboys draft. And it, mm-hmm. it it does sound like a sad thing to say that I'm bursting everyone's bubble yeah. while we're talking about him. There is a chance that they do take him if they yeah. take him because he is. A he is a Mr. Jabril Cox, but he's a Jabril mm-hmm. Cox that can tackle probably yeah. slightly better than Jabril Cox. The only reason that I say they won't is because they have Jabril Cox, which is why they won't draft him. But yeah. if they do, that tells you about how they feel about Jabril Cox's injury. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, um, he's got he does have length, um. I think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to test really, really bad in the combine, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that's just how I, I, I think that he has on field athletic ability, but I think the natural testing is going to look confusing to people. Hmm. Um, but he is definitely, like you say, he's he is the future of what the NFL is becoming with linebackers, that yeah, hybrid linebacker safety type guy. Yeah. Um. Issues are, obviously, with that is you don't become dominant in run defense. You don't become dominant in terms of block shedding or taking on blocks. Yeah. Um, You know, stronger backs, especially, and you do see this, actually, with Doman, is <gasps> a stronger backs will push him backwards. They will roll him over. Um yeah. And he just lacks bulk in terms of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I say, the testing will look weird Because of his change of direction skills So it's going to look really, really odd But in terms of keeping up with the speedier tight ends The speedier running backs And you watch him take on um, uh, post routes Wheel routes, (laughs) forget (laughs) it, screens The guy's all over them He will kill them And, And even in my comp, I've put it down on you My comp for him is Jabril Cox
0: Mm. Yeah. And I you know, would agree. Just... Go on, sorry. No, I I, I would I would agree with you on that
2: because
0: mm. um <laughs> I'm just looking at this this comment, sorry, from DJ Dog. Sounds like he'll be a steal on day three. If he's there yeah. on day three, Ooh. I will be stunned. This guy will be gone.
2: Um middle around three, I think. Wait, wait, wait one minute. I'll tell you now because I know his draft stock is falling. Um yeah. Right now, draft stock is around. He's just in. He's just inside the top 100 picks. So it I, is falling, and I would imagine a lot of that is going to be down to his natural size. Um, like going through it, you know, six foot, two hundred thirty pounds. So he is light, he is small. Yeah. With the injury history, is my sus is is my suspicion on to why his draft stock is falling. So Mm. it is quite a lengthy history of it. Um, Yeah. But like I say, (laughs) like what will be interesting will be his measurements. You're going to see big hands, long wingspan, big arms, long arm reach. You will see that. And, you know, he'd be the sort of guy as well that will blow the IQ test. He will just blow it out of the water, you know. Yeah. And when they put him on the whiteboard and get him to explain plays, he will be snappy with it. He'll have it because yeah. he is the vocal leader on that. Um yeah. on, on the, on the, the corner, corner score defense, yeah. Yeah, you see him. He's the vocal leader of it. He is yeah. the guy talking about it and yeah. he has good instincts good reactionary skills um will find the ball wherever it's at so mm. it, he is there with it you know but you've got to understand again the limitations of what you get with him and what the cowboys yeah. already have with bill cox yeah
0: so if we look at the final guy that we're going to look at tonight and um yeah sorry just one from dj dog is the medicals will will determine a lot absolutely they will and those measurements that's the big
2: one that's the big one
0: Uh, this this time next week we will all be reorganizing our boards a little bit and that will just be based off measurement but the one thing we always try and say is don't forget to trust the tape but we're going to talk about a linebacker who went to an absolute trash school (laughs) Um, again, he's he's someone you should be able to pick up in the third round. Um, mm-hmm. He is a 4-3 Will linebacker. It's Brian Asamoah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mike, mm-hmm.
0: take it away because I don't want to talk about someone from a trash <laughs>
2: <school>. <laughs> No, I mean, like, the, the, this guy, right, the first thing, and what was funny is, what made him stand out to me, and this is a big one when you're watching tape with guys, is I would I would be watching other players. So I might be watching a yeah. running back or a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, and every time there is a guy popping up and I'm going, Jesus Christ. That... And all of a sudden it's like, hold on a minute, this guy again. So then all of a sudden you stop watching mm. the guy you're watching and you're watching the opposite side, watching yeah. the other guy instead of. And that's what happened with me with Brian Asamoa. That as yeah. soon as and when that happens, you've got to make note that when you when you're watching the wrong guy, you know yeah. that there's something going on there. And the best way to describe uh in one word when you watch Brian Asamoa's tape is blur. Yeah. He, he literally is blurring the tape. He's just mm-hmm. fat a lot of these linebackers, mind you, that we've talked about are like that. That they're these blurs, but you you see that. Um, you you definitely see that with Brian Asamoah. You know, he Mm. looks small as well on tape, like really, really small. Again, uh, that smaller type guy. Mm. But it doesn't seem to affect any particular part of his tape. And the best way then I can describe what he does in Oklahoma is um, he's a jack of all trade, but master of none. He really does fit that perfectly. And bear in mind what you've got to know there was uh last year the Chargers took a uh linebacker in the first round. Um oh, man Ken Murray I, I get it. That there you go. And he's
0: also um, from the trash school.
2: Hey, no, well this oh is my point. This right. is my, <laughs> <laughs> but this is my point, right? That that Kenneth Murray First round draft pick, he was taken yeah. in the late twenties, I think, I believe, by the charges last year. Twenty eight, twenty
0: nine,
2: yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian Asamoa benched Kenneth Murray. They yeah. they chose to have this guy over Kenneth Murray because of yeah. How much of a better player, or maybe not so sm- Okay, yeah, well, let's go there. I'm going to put my foot in the ground on that one and say that he was, in some ways, a better player than what you were getting. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, but he's rangy, and that's what it yeah. is. Is that he is a rangy guy? He will, he, he mm. you, you will watch plays where mm. the running back gets out into open field, and you're looking at it. Yeah. He's got green grass ahead of him, and even a running back is thinking this, and he's going, "Here we go." I'm off to the races. And like a shot like that. I, it's literally, mm. he won't even be on the screen. You're watching the screen and yeah. the camera's following the running back. And all of a sudden, I know it, there's this this running back that's just coming and tackling him. And it's a two-yard mm. game. And you're watching yeah. it going, well, no, normally that, that guy's running for a first down yeah, But it's mm. not because all of a sudden this guy has just covered so much space in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And he's very smooth in his his – transition from going from, start, from stop mm. to start to explosive. Uh, and yeah. he will get to that playmaker extremely fast. Um, yeah. He is a will linebacker. That was one thing I will say when I watched yeah. it, that if you try and play him in the mic or you try and play him in the Sam, it's, it just doesn't look right. right. Everything about yeah. it looks wrong.
0: I and, No, I, I fully agree. Like that for me is he's a will. <laughs> He needs to be able to flow as you as you described there in that play. He needs to be able to flow to the ball, take that time. Like he, he's a really great communicator and played mm-hmm. the mic at Oklahoma, but he's mm-hmm. not a proper mic linebacker. He needs to have that chance to diagnose and then flow to where the play is going. He can and he can diagnose it, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, he's, he's he is a good player, even if he went to a trash school. <laughs> I mean, he didn't go to Texas A&M, but, you
2: know. All right, all right. But, <laughs> but
0: no, but go, go go ahead again.
2: And, uh, I mean, like, the, the, the only things uh, that I was going to say is, that, uh, uh, like, at first, and why Kenneth Murray came about was that mm. because of how the Oklahoma defense is in the Big 12, they had mm-hmm. to make it complicated because... They what Because of the talent levels that they were getting they, yeah. they put a lot of stock on their offense So they made their defense Quite complicated So what you had from Asamoah for the first Part of his career is he struggled Because he couldn't understand what they were Trying to um, Get him to do but once he got it That's what yeah. you were seeing then And you were seeing especially last season You saw him just Doing everything naturally, doing everything that he was supposed to do, and it was good. It was yeah. crazy to watch. It was it, there was a lot to be taken away from it. Um, and he was the leader again. This is a guy that yeah. became the leader of that. He was the leader of the Oklahoma defense last year. Yeah, whichever way you want to look at that. Yeah. At it. Yeah. Now, I, I, although I said he is a will linebacker, could you play Mike? I think the in size a, limit. In a
0: pinch, you could, but he's yeah. not a Mike linebacker.
2: It's just worry about the size. I think yeah. I could do it. You know, I think because, because he has the instincts and he has the explosive power, that could mm. help him play in the mic position, I yeah. think. And that is in spite of his lack of size, if you like, mm. you know? Yeah. Um. But, you know, I, I the, the big one as well is why I, I worry about and um people will say, well, he's he's all of this, why is he not a first round? So the, the biggest issue is he avoids blocks. Plain answer yeah. because of his size, because of the way it worked in, in the Oklahoma defense, he will avoid blocks. And even yeah. when he comes to um uh to blitzing the quarterback and trying to get the side, he'll work around blocks. Mm-hmm. He will work around to get to the quarterback. So it yeah. does mean he can do it. And DJ Dog says, Asmo it, it can rush the quarterback. You do see yeah. him get to the quarterback. You do see him get the tackles for the loss. Yeah. But that is um, because he's managed to get around or because a yeah. lot of what the other people have done have managed to allow him to get to a straight line. Like you do see with Asmo, a, a lot of this is some of the sacks that you get, he's gone literally in a straight line untouched. Hmm because of yeah. the way the Oklahoma defence and, and the front line was working. But, yeah. you know, he does have the short area of quickness to be able to do it so he can get beyond the protection of the running back because he's got that, yeah. that quick burst to get around them. And he does have good awareness and can recognise uh, routes in man coverage, which is all important.
0: Yeah. Like, for for, for me, what I struggled with, with Asamoah was... And obviously, look, everybody knows I'm a Texas fan, was in the Red River rivalry
1: (laughs) game. Are you really? (laughs) (laughs) But
0: in that Red River rivalry game, he seemed to be a non-factor. And look, it's not as if the Texas offensive line was the Great Wall of Dallas. Mm. They were absolutely torn asunder by Mm -hmm. several teams last season. Mm-hmm. and asimo didn't seem to have an impact in that game that's yeah that's disappointing that would be a knock for me is that why wasn't he a factor in that game now look maybe i was too much taken up in the game and need to go back and look at it with a cold set of eyes knowing the result and knowing and looking for as we say for number 11 but paul the question i'm gonna ask you right we've gone through those six guys tonight if if the potential was there, would you double dip at linebacker, absolutely. knowing that you've Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox there?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. you, you can never ever count out if one of them might go down again. Linebacker mm. is <sighs> yeah. a good place for that to happen. And yeah, yeah so yeah, I I, I I do think we will get a, a linebacker in the first three within the first three rounds mm-hmm. at least one yeah but i but i think we will make another linebacker acquisition in the later rounds as well
0: yeah yeah
1: so that's where my head i but this is what i'm kind of maybe kind of vision on what Stephen and jerry yeah. kind of have in our mind right now just and jerry while we're because right god knows what we're going to do in that first round now after <laughs> <maybe we're> gonna, <laughs> gonna, yeah, yeah honestly because It might not even be linebacker. It might be wide receiver. It might be defensive end. It might be nose tackle. It might be God knows what. It might, for for all we know, it might even be a bloody kicker. Yeah,
2: and I mean, like the 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 things you've got to look at is like me and you, Paul, when we were speaking to Mickey Spagnola on uh, Hmm. Thursday about the linebacker call. Is that break it break it down? Who have you got? So okay, you've got two restricted free agents that. Really, one played a lot of time on special teams, the other one is in and out. So you got Jabril yeah. Cox, which we've got question marks over, we don't know because uh, he's coming back from
1: seat from, from a serious injury as yeah. well. So yeah, so
2: we don't know what we're getting back from him, and he's that athletic off-ball linebacker. So really, if you're talking ACL, how's that affected now his game? Which is uh, a serious, uh, which is a point spe- that people aren't making,
1: spe- especially when yeah. it comes to lateral speed, lateral change yeah. of direction, but, uh, top line speed top lane speed, lateral speed, and that's the big one, especially if you're off-ball, especially if you're yeah. trying to move, move, yeah, move alongside. From one to the next. Yeah, from
2: to next. Yeah. Your transitions are going to be slower. So what are you getting yeah. back now from Jabril Cox? So then yeah. that leaves you with um, LVE. I think he comes back. So th- there's your thumper role. But then you've hmm. got um, Micah Parsons. And Micah Parsons, you want to leave as that roaming guy that's, yeah, that you want to be moving about, mm. not really pinned down to a certain position. And by the yeah. way things are going, if they don't bring back Randy Gregory and they sell off um
0: tank, Marcus Lawrence
2: Yeah, you're going to have to put Michael Parsons at defensive end So who have you got playing linebacker? Yeah. No one. Yeah. Literally literally no yeah. one So it does it, it
0: does open up the potential that there will be a double dip
2: <laughs> at, I think so.
0: at linebacker And look we've covered guys That we think will be in the First, second, third round But there are other guys that are going to be Available later on in the draft And as Mike said we might come back to this In a, in a, in another show That's Is some of those other guys Because you know Like I think of all of those guys Tonight we they were either Mike Or Will linebackers We mm. haven't discussed a Sam linebacker At all <laughs>
2: You know, and you need one of those too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, you know, you could put Devin Lloyd as a Sam. It would work. Christian mm. Harris, you probably, I mean, mm. you, I don't yeah. think, I, I. no, I don't yeah. like that. I think I
1: prefer Christian Harris as the Will or the Mike. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just going to say it bluntly. Best player available. That's it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it, for me. It really I, is well, this well, year. This yeah. year, yeah. I think this year, yeah.
1: truly a proper Get the best players available on the board. Um, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we do we're, we're now in that situation now. Um linebacker is a big need. There's no mm-hmm. doubt yeah. about that. But we yeah. do need to think about hmm, can we get a more stud at that position, which we do mm-hmm. need, and maybe get a guy like your Muma or Asimore in the second mm-hmm. round. Like those, those yeah. that's the be, That's the be, That's the question. I'm thinking here, it's like, yeah, who's going to be available when we reach the number 24, or are we mm-hmm. even where we may even trade up where we trade that? Like, we haven't talked about that yet. So, I tell you what, as well, what one thing people aren't talking about, which is
2: going to play a, a massive role in what the Cowboys do with the first round pick, is you've got to think there are, um, this year, there are. Of the 32 picks in the first round before the Cowboys pick, six of those go
1: to NFC East teams. Mm. I know. Yeah. And how many of them go to the Eagles? Is it three of them? Three.
2: Three, three. to the Eagles, two to the Giants, one to the, to the Commanders. Oh, the to football say team.
1: <sighs> so,
2: to the Commanders. I'm not calling them and that. They all, <laughs> uh, all three of those teams are making those picks before I'm the Cowboys. I'm sorry. And that is... That is going I, to pay a part in what the Cowboys do at 24. I'm sorry,
1: yeah. every every time I think of the Commanders, I just think of John Cleese from Monty Python just doing a march. <laughs> yeah, the silly war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh. I, I don't know why that just came on my head, but that's what I think <laughs> of now. And uh, I, I could go on a whole a whole episode bashing the whole market. Yeah. <laughs> well.
0: Like, if, if I, I just before we do get out of here, I'll just throw a quick question to you. You've said, Mike, six six picks in the NFC East. I think the Giants will make their two picks. Yeah. I think the commanders will make their pick. And I yeah, think yeah. the Eagles, I'm not sure they're going to pick with all three. And I'm not sure they're going to make two picks either. I think there's the potential they'll be in the quarterback market.
2: Yeah, that'll be the place that they go if they do.
0: And they have the picks to move around. But do you think it's going to be a case of this year that they're going to try and make a pick that they know the Cowboys will want?
1: Most prob- most probably most mm. likely. Most likely. Mm. They'll, they'll probably want to trade down to a part where we're in, in range of getting a player and end up probably end up drafting them. Like, say for yeah. exa- like, like, for example, like the, I think the Eagles right now, they're in need of O-line as well.
0: It oh, yeah. Not,
1: it would not surprise me if they went and got the, the guard from Texas A&M. It would not surprise me. Yeah. But but, um, but here's the other thing, Brian, and I don't think we actually can mention this with regards to the Eagles, and I think this is somewhat relatable, what you were just saying there. Mm. It's like, remember, they've still got a big, massive cap. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm. So I, think, it, I think it, it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise me if they'll trade down just to kind of bring them in the cap. I know it won't be much, but they could probably um, take a less hit on their like cap, you know. Yeah. And they, absolutely. Like, and did you don't make a really good point as well? They could even uh, land Linderbaum as well. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, personally, I think the Eagles. What they do is they're gonna sell, but then again. Right, it all depends. If they don't believe in Hertz, they're going to because really, uh, who Hurts,
1: are they going to draft? I, 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 I think I no, they're going to trade. On, yeah, they'll they'll trade, trade
2: their picks for a quarterback. But that only depends if they feel Hertz isn't going to develop because Hertz isn't a bad quarterback. He just needs to develop his passing a bit more. If they yeah. think he's going to develop, but then you've got a, a, a dual threat quarterback. If he does, yeah. Um, if they feel that really what they were getting last season is the most that he's going to go, you know, at, at, this is where his ceiling's going to get. Because, you know, give it three years to develop is what I always say. But if they feel that's what they're going to do, because they're not going to get three first-round draft picks again. Um, nope. So they need to really decide what they're going to do with those picks, make that decision and go with it. And they're going to have to stick by that. If mm. they feel that Hurts isn't going to develop beyond – They need to go and sell that off for for a quarterback. Mm. One of the ones I know that that, that's
1: been thrown around is Russell Wilson. Yeah,
0: that's
1: exactly who I'm thinking for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's the question. Um, Probably a good way to kind of finish off the show, I suppose. Um, Would you be willing to trade up to to get Dean or another player? I would. I wouldn't trade up because the the reason the reason I wouldn't trade up is. I'm more thinking about the business side. Like well, I, 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 I say, like, if we do trade up, we don't really, really have much of the. We would have to probably give up enough first round for next year, or add a player in as part of the deal.
2: And also, just because of the way the board is, the way the board is sitting, and where we sit, it, it especially for the first round, anyway. Yeah. It's a it's a nice place. It, it's a good it's a good place to be because the way the players yeah. are going to be coming
1: down that line. Yeah, the... it, it's a good place to kind of evaluate how the teams are kind of. You could yeah. probably dicta- you could probably dictate how the teams are going later into the rounds, and you can probably make a better assessment. So yeah. I, th- I think I think like even though twenty four doesn't sound the most extravagant of all picks, but yeah, hey. You might get you might get an absolute diamond in the rough. They like just said, "Well, uh, I bet more than I, I that. Was, the board, the board yeah. can fall nicely to you. The board is yeah. going to fall. I nice. was,
0: I was listening to the draft show from Friday today, and they were saying twenty four last year, Najee Harris, twenty four the year before Caesar Ruiz. You will get a first round talent,
2: yeah. but especially with the way it's all lining up at the moment with the prospects yeah. and everything else, yeah. is the perfect place to be.
0: It is, but look we 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 do need to get out of here before we do we'll pay the bills mm. so if one if one of you beats me to it um, uh, oh, right,
2: the guys right, okay. over, over
0: over over right, cowboys baby. experience so for all your all your game day visits over to the us um there is a big upcoming event in 2023 make mm. sure you yeah. get on to cowboys experience and use the code because what happens when you use the code, gentlemen?
1: You get free stuff. Free,
2: free, 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 free. and the best things <laughs> in life are free.
0: That is true. And um, speaking of free, on Thursday night, Mike will be along with Jeff Reinabolt and
1: yes, the team and, the and Paul. Yeah, I'll be there. Tell us about
0: your own your own news.
1: Oh yes, um, so I'm now a part of the Blogging the Boys Network, uh, part of SB Nation, as you can see on the screen here, uh, joined by the great and powerful Meg Murray, so we have our own show called The World's Team on Blogging the Boys, so be sure to go check it out, available every Sunday on the Blogging the Boys uh, Network channels on Spotify and Apple Music.
0: And that is a show you do not want to miss out on, but it's a good night for me and see you all on thursday
1: and a good night for me
2: Ah. ah stay safe